guys, welcome to Trust in the Drive podcast, episode two, where I got my good friend here, guest Bobby St. George joining mm-hmm. us today. We're going to dive into the service department, one of my favorite things to talk about. That's uh, where I work at the dealership. So we're also going to dive into the customer experience and how the service department plays a huge role in that. And we're also going to get into an awesome community effort, carrying services. So uh, let's, uh, let's dive into it. Mopar, baby. I'm not going to tell Bobby's whole story. I'm going to let him dive into it a little bit. Uh, But he is a Boston transplant, and he moved to the Carolinas. And in his interview, he said the word Kaz. And I really liked the way he sounded. that. I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with y'all. He, he's, uh, he's got a great story. And Bobby, tell us a little bit how you got started at Ilderton Dodge. We actually have a mutual friend. Uh, we were hanging out, got a little bit of food together. And, you know, the idea presented itself that, hey, we needed somebody to wash cars at the dealership. So uh, yeah, was I that, was... Was that Kevin? Was that oh, Kevin? yeah, it was yeah, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Kevin. Sweet. Um, I was ready for a career change. I've been a welder most of my life, and uh, I thought it'd be a, a good opportunity, so I jumped on it. So I think Bobby's being a little bit humble when he's describing his path from uh, Ilderton, detailer, washing cars, to becoming a service advisor. It's been very impressive, your, your way you've climbed in our organization. So uh, the topic that I want to talk to you about today is, do you think like coming in uh, from being in the welding world, and not knowing much about the dealership world, is the dealership experience more expensive when you're getting your car fixed? I mean, I was guilty of that at one point too, but you know, I'm, I'm the type of guy who pays for peace of mind. When I go in there, I know it is the people who are the most trained, up to date on the technology, and they're gonna get the job done right, and if they don't, Nine times out of ten, it's gonna they're gonna fix it for you again. For sure, so. I I definitely agree with you on that, and I don't think the you know I don't think a dealership is more expensive. Uh, I I think you have the opportunity to have the best trained techs, like you were saying. The customer is gonna have the best experience, and you're also gonna get uh, probably a lot better amenities while you're waiting on your car getting fixed. And we'll get we'll get more into that too. But when I had this fixed op position presented to me, I, I saw one of the biggest things that was wrong with our dealership was our like first year retention. And I hit home with that with y'all. And I tried to have like this experience of the sales department introducing a customer to their service advisor, because you're so important to the customer's life. You know, once they buy the car, now they need to know where to fix it or where to take it. I've had uh, stories being told to me about how like somebody bought a Rivian and their window regulator broke. And so they were at the airport trying to exit to pay their fee, like whatever the 25 or $30 to park at the airport and they couldn't roll their window down. <laughs> and so the guy ended up having to get out of the passenger side, you know, and pay his bill to get out of the parking lot. And all along he's got like a hundred people you know, behind him, like honking at him, telling him, and he didn't know where to take it to get it fixed. So Bobby, you're vital to a customer's life. 
and I want to emphasize how important it is to have a service advisor once you buy a car from a, from a dealer, whether it be like a local used dealer or a new car franchise dealer. How do you find yourself as like serving the customer? What's your, what's your role as far as serving the customer? Well, I'm very detail-oriented, I feel. Uh, when I have that customer there, I want them to know that I'm always a phone call away. If anything happens to their vehicle, I hand out, you know, my my personal cell phone number. I try to be as as available as I can to them to make them feel at ease because I mean their their vehicles their lifeline. I mean that's yeah that's literally how they get to work and bring kids to school and and I think a lot of customers don't emphasize so much on the price of what it is that they need to get fixed. It's more or less the service that they want to receive that they are paying for. So if they're paying for us to fix their car, they expect it to be done on the time that we gave them. So the expectation that we're going to finish and complete the job on time. And then that they're going to get constant communication from us so that they don't feel abandoned. So like they drop their car off to get something fixed and we're going to give them constant updates or not, not give them an update, but it's still at least like touch them and say, Hey, we're going to get to your car in a couple of minutes. We're going to get to your car in a couple hours. And that's, that's kind of what you do, right? Correct. When when you first pull in the service drive and we take down your information, we plug our pod into the vehicle and we get the repair order wrote, instantly a text goes to the customer's phone. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, hey, I'm important, you know? So they go out there and they wait in the waiting room, you know, very nice waiting room, might I add, you know, good <laughs> snacks, TV. Good snacks. Um, the pre-med snacks. The what is it? The uh, grandma's cookies. Grandma's cookies in Elderton's service lounge. You already know. Bang bang. Bang bang. And as soon as that technician sends through that multi-point inspection, the customer gets an instant alert. And again, oh my God, I'm important. So it's, it's like the uh, it's like the Domino's pizza tracker. Yeah, you know, yeah, you remember exactly. when that app came out and it's like, dude, my guy, my guy's fixing my pizza right now. You know. Yep. That's like what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very user-friendly. So once they open up that multi-point inspection, it says one, two, three, four. You know, your tires are wearing unevenly. You need an alignment. Would you like to approve, deny? And, yeah. and it also says under there what alignments are good for, if it's out, what it's going to do to your vehicle. So it's also educating the customer too. So um, we have more aware people with their vehicles. <clears throat> So Bobby's trying to build this relationship with this customer, and he's also keeping a really good relationship with the technician and, and having this streamlined communication because really what we want is just the car to be back on the road so that, your, so that your family can go to Myrtle Beach or you can go to your job. Um, and I, as a dealer, want to give the tools to both the customer and the service advisor and the technician, like this, uh, this communication tool that we have so that everybody gets like the streamlined updates all the time. Um, what happens when this does not happen? And let's say I drop my car off to you at nine o'clock in the morning mm. and I don't hear from you at all throughout that day. What normally happens? Mm. And that's where this uh, customer service experience falls off a cliff. They do not trust you. Yes. You are not updating them about their vehicle. They feel abandoned. Abandoned. That is um, the right word right there. And the ones who uh, end up leaving not so good reviews. And that's yeah. what uh, 
I mean, we live off it nowadays. Yeah. I mean, yeah. any, anybody where they go anywhere. We're going to, and I, I can't wait to talk about reviews because that is a whole segment in itself. But what, the, what happens is as the customer feels abandoned, they don't want to come back here after they've you know had a bad experience. So they end up trying to take their vehicle over to someone else to get their you know concern fixed. And that's what breaks my heart is that we were the first choice for the customers a lot of the time. And we ended up messing it up, dropping the ball and not making it happen. This doesn't happen very often at our dealership and in our service drive because of how great Bobby does his job. He's a fantastic advisor. He's got this rapport with the customers that's like very upfront, very communicative. He also has a, a, a hustle about him, which is very important, I think, in the in the service lane because it can get hectic and it can get kind of crazy when eight customers show up at one time, which happens pretty often. And we only have four service advisors. It does. So, so, so you, you kind of have lack of coverage there sometimes. So tell me... Uh, about the parts department. So the, there's the service department, which you work for, your service advisor, you work for the service department. What There's another department called the parts department. How does What does the parts department do as far as the customer goes? I mean, the parts department is one of the most, I think, important departments in the whole company because if it wasn't for them and the work they do, um, we couldn't fix these customers' cars. I mean, 204, I call parts. One of them guys are That's always it. answering. They are happy and they are there to get the customer. They're like the rock of foundation time. that is built upon. Like the service department does not exist without the parts department. Correct. And they do a vital part of like giving us updated ETAs on when the parts can actually arrive or if the part comes in broken because of the UPS or the FedEx or whoever's shipping the part. And they also help us uh, see if there's other available parts out there that aren't factory related. Maybe Napa, maybe Auto, Advanced Auto, or maybe a salvage yard has a, a part that's on an older model vehicle that we really need them to dig down and figure out an option because if we don't have the part, we can't fix the car. Correct. I mean, perfect example. We had four engines Yeah. about a month ago. Four of them just sitting there waiting to be put in customers' vehicles, but we did not have the install kits that supposed to come with these engines. And we have this guy back in parts. His name's Rick. Shout out to Rick. Rick. He uh, he started calling dealerships around the country. He located four install kits for these engines and got these customers back on the road. Yeah, that shows that's a big shout out to all the dealers out there that are still honest dealers in North Dakota, California, anyone that wants to work with another dealer. It's always amazing to see the partnerships that are created between two dealers when they are willing to trade parts or swap parts or buy parts from each other. We are very willing to sell our parts to another dealer to that's in Lexington or in Greensboro or in um, Winston-Salem because we know that customer is sidelined right now. And if they're vehicle sidelined and they're probably not having a great experience and they're not really appreciating the brand that they chose to drive in which is like jeep dodge chrysler ram and so we're just advocates for the brand we really want the customer to trust the manufacturer we really bobby's job is to be the the warranty to be the reliable contact for when something doesn't go right like a bulb goes out uh, a lot of times things don't go perfectly with these brand new cars because of how much technology is in them. There's a lot of brand new tech 
There's a lot of new advancements in the engineering of these vehicles, and it's Bobby's job to take care of those customers and to make sure they understand what's going on with their vehicle. So, okay, so let's do let's do this a little bit. So tell me a little bit more about Bobby. Yeah, you're uh, you're a hockey player at heart. You're very yeah. competitive. Very, very, very. Uh, it's in my blood. If you're from uh, you're from up north like I am, and you didn't play hockey, you weren't the cool kid. You know, uh, everybody up upstate plays hockey. Um, moved out to California, met my uh, wife, had a beautiful daughter. She's from North Carolina, and that's how I ended up here. We were at the Carolina Hurricanes game the other night playing the Boston Bruins, Oof. and they got crushed, Oof. by the way, go Canes. Bobby was going bananas. He was telling me all the rules about hockey. Me being a local North Carolinian and a local high pointer, not quite up to speed with all the rules that hockey has to offer, but it was extremely entertaining. And you uh, you spend a lot of time uh, in the dealership as like a, as a part of like we're like, I guess uh, the second family to you. You mentioned your your first family that you have, but when you're at the dealership. How do you figure out a way to like support one another when we're at that place for like 11 hours? I guess we get there. What time do we get there? 7 a.m. You get there at like 6 a.m. 5.50 to be exact. 5.50 to day. prep for the day. To prep for the day. And what are we prepping for? Success. 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 That's right. I'm uh, getting a list of all my customers. I know I need a call who have uh, their vehicle may have been here longer yeah. than expected. Um and I've, I've just kind of always been that way. My dad, uh, he set me up like that. So I like to be there early, get all the stressors off me. So I can go through the day and say hi to everybody, be in a good mood, and try to help somebody else's day get better, you know? Yeah, Bobby is always a big advocate of getting there on time, getting the place set up. We have a, a 7 or 7.15 like a.m. like kind of like startup meeting that we fire everybody up. We're playing loud music. We're pumping each other up. I'm... I'm telling a story about what's going on like in my life to try to help relate so that we're all getting our two feet at the dealership, locked in, ready to serve the customer and to focus on the customer. A lot of the times I've seen in my past, and this is not necessarily with you, Bobby, but I've, I've been around the business and I've seen somebody have a lot of distractions at home and it directly correlates to their performance at work. And it's hard to do that, but we have to support each other at work so that we can have a good work-life balance. Yeah, uh, That's a huge thing that the leadership part of me wants to always express. And have you been able to accomplish that at being a service advisor working in this industry? Yeah. I mean, like I said, uh, I mean, we spend more time at work than we probably do at home. So it's very important to uh, lift each other up help each other out and uh, back the other one up when they need it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we'll you know, have coverage for each other because you want to go to yeah. your choir or your core. Is it choir classes with your daughter? Yeah. Chorus and acting. Chorus. Yeah. yeah. She's, a, she's a stud. She always is uh, doing something with Girl Scouts or she's got so many activities. Yeah. And it's important for dads like you to be there and the dealer wants to always respect that and the leader in me wants to, you to be in those opportunities and have those kind of possibilities in your life when you um what did it 
I was going to change gears a little bit on you. What did it feel like to be in the automotive industry for the first time? Like, did you know anything about the automotive industry before you came in? Uh, zero. I got in here and I was scared, to be honest with you. I was working back in detail. I mean, I liked it back there. I learned it pretty quick. Um, and then we had a few conversations about, you know, that service advisor position. That's important. And... Role. I tried to pump the brakes on that as long as I could. No, I was uh, saying, hey, we'll, we'll wait a couple more months. And he go, your time's now. Yeah. So I went home, I prayed about it. And I was like, it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And I jumped in and uh, never let off the gas it's, after that. It's like a bug. It bites yeah. you and you don't want it to let go sometimes. You're like, man, this is crazy. The automotive business is wild. I, it's totally a different um, speed of work. You work at a hospital, maybe you work at a elementary school, you work at uh, any other industry. It's completely different from the automotive industry. And I love it. I know Bobby is very passionate about it. And I think it just you have to be passionate about the car business. If you don't, you're going to get burnt out. You're not going to want to be a top performer. You're not going to want to show leader, good leadership skills. It's going to wear on you. Cause it's a very hard industry to be on and I think you just have to be a passionate person. I want to talk more about the customer experience and how like in your mind, like what's the definition of a good customer experience and like what we need to do as a service department? Uh, it's really, I think, you know, making that connection with the customer when they first come in that door. Um, I mean, I like to bring up their vehicle. I mean, I, I love cars. <laughs> And uh, you know, like, I, how, like what, like how long they've owned the car, you know, what their relationship is with their car. You know, you'll see like a maybe like a sticker on the back of their exactly. car or something that you know you maybe you can connect with them there. Yep. Because um, you do want to, you do want to connect with the customer. You want to be there for them, so you understand what they're trying to accomplish. Do you think? Uh, do you think we have good facilities at our dealership to, to, get, to contribute to a good customer experience? Oh yeah, once you. Once you pull down that service drive, it's got all these neon lights, all this nice signage in there. You got smiles everywhere. I mean, if, if I was just a customer off the street and I pulled in that drive, I'd be like, dude, got Michael Jackson playing in the yeah, background. Yeah, MJ playing. I'm always a fan of like having our uh, commercials shot like in the service drive. I'm always trying to show it off. We got tires lining the walls. We got a polished floor. We got climate control to the heat going or the ac going got michael jackson playing we're, we're having a good time we're having a yeah. party sometimes yeah. the customers will catch us playing games uh, so one of the things that we'll do uh, to keep our morale up and to keep our customer experience up is we'll play games in between some of the breaks during the day like what's some of the games that you like the service advisors play the games i like well the last game we played we had to get this little tiny frisbee in a little tiny hole and nobody was good at it for a while. So, I mean, that's probably my, my least favorite. You weren't very good at that one. No. Darts, darts was pretty good. You're pretty good at darts. Uh, Jenga. I mean, play play a lot of games. It's yeah. fun. Keeps the morale up at workspace. It's a bit of a distraction because sometimes you'll get like a bad Google review that comes through. You know, and mm. it's just like, it's, it's amazing how much your heart is attached to that Google review. Like, tell me about like a Google review that just like was maybe the first one. I don't even know if you remember it. Cause I definitely don't remember my first Google review, but I can, I can remember when I started feeling bad when that person came through. Uh, 
at the beginning, I, I actually had a lot of good ones right off the beginning. So as soon as I had that one bad one, I mean, I, I take it really personally, like, man, right. I let that person down. They don't like me. It's right. that, you know, it's that, yeah, it's that feeling. Um, and I actually tried reaching out to the person and just be like, hey, how are oh, you? Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, and they don't want you to they reach out to do them. do not want you to reach out to you. Yeah, so. once you've lost that trust, you're yeah. you're pretty much out on the outs. Yeah, I've had the – so the te- it notifies me, it texts me and emails me every time a, a bad review comes through and a good review, which we do have a, – a, we, we have a way more good reviews than bad reviews. And there there is times where I've had to separate myself and, and just say – man, that customer is just a sad person and they are never going to be satisfied no matter how hard we try as a service team. And I have to let that roll off. But every time there's a bad one that we can usually get back in the good graces and like make up for it, because I will say we're not perfect. Nobody's perfect, but we try all the time to make it the best experience we can. Tell us about the, so like everybody's all doing reviews all the time. We have this one review that keeps our accountability straight with the manufacturer and it's called the dealership experience survey or CSI score. What, how important is a CSI score to a service advisor? Huge. So like I was talking about earlier, I get to work at 550 and I am checking that list of who got these surveys and I write down all these customer names, I write down phone numbers, and I call them. And I say, hey, you know, how are you doing today? How was your experience? Um, you know, Chrysler grades us. Yeah. You know, scale of one to 10, anything yeah. below 10 being a failing score. And uh, I just kind of bring up the vehicle again, make sure it's, uh, it's running right, we fix the problem, and just ask them, hey, do you have some time? Just fill out that survey. It's, it's my report card. Uh, I expect my god- daughter to take home good grades. Um, I, I want to take home good grades too. That's right. So. It's your report card. Can you help me out. It's my report card. And and we take it to heart. We want the dealership to look good to the manufacturer. So we're always trying to you know innovate new ideas to bring the customer experience up, like a vacuum the car every time it comes in before it even goes back to Quick Lube or goes back to the technician or maybe wiping down the windshield. Uh, we also like to have like these really nice snacks that we're mm. offering everybody. We got a ton of loaner vehicles. Like everyone always, you know, wants a loaner vehicle. We have 19 in our fleet. I try to make it happen with as many people as possible. So I'm big on like transportation for somebody. If they're, if their cars, you know, has a safety concern and they can't get back on the road. You've actually even brought customer homes on countless occasions. So. I'll hop in the driver's seat. I'll ride customer around. Service. Sorry, customer service. That's Customer service. If I see, so we got a shuttle driver. His name's Stan. Stan's amazing. He's he's a big part of our customer experience. I, I will literally make sure that customer just does not feel abandoned. That's what we don't want. That's what we're trying to do here. We're wanting them to have like when they get to our doors, they can relax and they can be a just at ease and they can check on their things at work or they can check on their daughter at school. Like when you, when you ask for somebody for a Google review, it's really important for you to get them to fill it out. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, nowadays it's the lifeline of, yeah. uh, of, of everything. I mean, before I buy anything, I check the reviews on it. Yeah. yeah. So, 
And I will say, I appreciate all the customers out there that, that go out of their way to fill out a survey for us. They know what it means for us. And it just makes it so easy on us when they're willing to give us a good report back and they're able to give us good feedback on how we're doing or how we're not doing. Okay, so there's a, a, a third segment that I wanna get into. And this is a hot topic in our industry. So we're still talking about the automotive industry. What do you, Bobby, what's your experience with somebody that drives into our service lane that has a service contract? Service contracts. Oh. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? Oh, I love them. Okay. Not all of them. Not all of them, Not though, all right? Of them. There what's, are... a, what's, a, what's a good situation? Talk to me about a good service contract. Allstate. Allstate. They have a great service contract. Allstate. They are always accessible. Um, always answer the phone. Easy to literally get approval on anything. They're not going to fight you tooth and nail. Right. Um, I have, I, I can really only think of one that sticks out and that I just kind of want people to avoid. We'll get to that one. We'll get to that Ooh. one in a second. Because I don't want to, because we do want to throw them under the bus. And I want to, uh, so, <laughs> So what, what I have, um, because there's different definition of service contracts, there's extended warranties too. So they're the same thing. I just want to emphasize on that. And I want to kind of give a definition of that to our audience here, where if you buy a service contractor, if you buy an extended warranty, you can buy it before you own the car as you're yep. purchasing it, or you can buy it after you own the car and it just depends on where you're at when you purchase this. So it can be added pretty much to the majority of vehicles that are five years or newer, right? Yeah, yeah. so I just bought a new vehicle sometime last year. And like I said earlier before, I'm a guy who kind of like wants to pay for peace of mind. Yeah. So I put an extra 74,000 mile warranty on my brand new vehicle. Perfect. Because I don't want nothing to break. And going into it, it's a little bit cheaper. Um, if you buy it afterward, uh, how it works in our service drive with uh, the all state contracts. Um, you pay 10%. Uh, just for example, let's just say it's $3,000. So somebody's pulling into the service drive and they got like a 20, 2022 or 2021 vehicle with like 10,000 miles on it. Yeah. And they're like, hey, Bob, what's uh, this? I heard a, a message that y'all are offering service contracts, all state service contracts. What? Tell me more, Tell me more about that. All right, so all I need to do there is get your VIN number, name, phone number, email. I plug it into the system, set up the contract you want. Now, I usually tell people to go preferred. Um, so there's just different levels of different contracts, levels, different coverage. Course. And that just depends on what the customer needs. Yeah, and normally it's like three or $400 difference between the levels. So, I mean, you're better off just. And you're just like really transparent about what covers what and what co what's not covered yeah that's what we want to really like we want to be buyer beware here we want to educate the customer we want to educate that person on what's their service contractor extended warranty is being covered and that's what bobby's able to do and bobby has a good inside track on how this is going down because he's seen other ones that come in that are not very good and i've experienced this as well being a service advisor where i had this customer will pull into the service drive and they'll just tell me, I have a service contract. And I'll be like, that's wonderful. Welcome to Elderton. I hope you're having a great day. And I'll say, who's your service contract with? And they say, I don't know. You figure it out. And I say, oh, 
okay, perfect. Is there like a receipt or something? Did you buy the car from us? No, I didn't buy the car from you. I bought it from Carvana. Okay, perfect. Well, is there somewhere you can contact somebody that told you from Carvana that you had an extended warranty? No, I don't know. And it'll, it'll be such a bad experience for them that they're relying on our service department to figure out where where their service contract even is like who, what company it was with yep. whether it's with car shield or what's another one um jma uh fidelity yep. there's a there's a ton of them out there and we see a lot of these customers just uneducated about what they bought so they either were up late and they saw it scroll across the tv you know 1-800 service contract car shield Ooh. and they're Ooh. like 20 dollars a month Pay, you know, covers all the things on your vehicle. And it's just not true. It's just false, completely false. And it all ends up landing on the dealership and Bobby because he has to break the news to the customer that, I'm sorry, this component's not covered on your service contract. And the customer just has a really bad experience. And it's nothing that we could have done to prevent this bad experience. So what we're, I'm trying to advocate a little bit for the for the for the buyers here and just yeah. tell them to not get a bad service contract make sure you look at the reviews on the service contract do your research uh, Allstate has an amazing service contract and that's what we offer at our dealership and that's mm -hmm. you know we just we're trying to be a stay a reputable dealer we want to be a local family business that's selling good products and good services and we also don't want you to get sidelined and be abandoned so uh, what else do you have? Do you have a crazy story about a service contract that you want to share? Uh, really, off the top of my head, I can't. I can't think of one right now. Some of them are. Um, I had one that denied me. This is a car shield claim. Denied me of an engine because the customer literally drove it into the service drive instead of getting it towed in. So the verbiage I was talking to the inspector. And he was like, oh, the customer drove into the service drive and he's got a broken you know, like cam and lifters. Well, technically that would be covered, but in the contract, it's only covered if it comes in on a tow truck. And they completely deny the claim and they left all of the costs to the customer. And the customer was out of pocket like $600 at this point because of all the breakdown and diac fees that were tied to it that they wouldn't pay. And it just really broke mm. my heart to see that customer have that experience because they 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 just wanted their car fixed and they were sold um, they were sold a story that just wasn't true. So uh, all right, so thanks 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 for giving us an inside track on some service contracts. I um, there's another program that and we're going to switch segments here, kind of to our community engagement, community efforts at Elderton and and Bobby's world and my world personally this this organization has a ton of effect on our lives every day we see people from this organization we know people from this organization they're they're an amazing organization that has like a great purpose it's a, it's the group called caring services of high point and it's a program of hope and individuals and families whose lives become unmanageable because of chemical dependency and caring services is like an amazing group that'll have uh, somebody come off uh, from treatment, you know, like a 30 day yeah. detox or like a, you know, 45 day program. And they'll have like what they call aftercare provided for them. And that's 
probably what I want to talk about a little bit about, you know, what do you know about caring services? How does caring services like, like how to, let's talk about caring services. Caring services. I've actually attended caring services myself. Yeah. Um, great program. Um, I've been to some other facilities uh, before because, I mean, this is something that's kind of haunted me for a good portion of my life. Um, I've been to expensive treatment facilities. I've been to state-funded treatment facilities. I have never got more help and care anywhere than I did when I went to care and services. I mean, hands down. I mean, they... Downtown High Point, ready to serve. Yep. Caring services. Caring services. Can't say enough good stuff. There, it's an amazing group. I I got to be uh, a part of their organization back in 2018. Joined their board, and we really just saw how much they affected the community when everyone uh, is available to approach this facility that wants anything to do with like alcohol or substance abuse uh, treatment, and they'll like you know guide you to that success of if if you want it. So. There's a lot of people in the community that we that we know, yeah. in every community around the country. Honestly, this is not something that is like unknown. But you know, there's substance abuse, alcoholism riddled throughout all of our families, throughout all of our communities, and it's so important to have these kind of facilities that are right in the heart of downtown, so that somebody can come up to them and get help when they need it. Yep. And I think that was where you got to take advantage of that. You know, you, you were at that place in your life where you needed help and they were there and they were ready to serve you. They were ready to, they were ready to take care of you. They were. Um, you know, you had a lot of good experiences there. Like the facilities there, they, were, they worked out great, right? Mm-hmm. Sober living. Sober living. Aftercare, transitional housing, you know, uh, just getting back in with that uh, group commodity type thing, you yeah. know, learning I, how to live with somebody again. Yeah, you, you, get, to, you get to kind of be an adult and supervised adult where you learn to become a responsible citizen of the world and a productive citizen of the society, which you definitely have become. I mean, like you are an asset to our company at Ilderson Dodge now. Like, I mean, I, uh, our company is a better company because of you, but that started at Caring Services. And so I'm, you know, I'm, I owe Caring Services, uh, you know, a ton of, a ton of shout outs and a ton of thank yous for what they're doing for the community. I'm um, excited to always uh, promote them and grow them in our community. And we're on the brink of really making some traction of getting our facilities from like 50 bed facility to a 90 bed facility to like a hopefully one day it'll be a 150 bed facility because that's the need is there. And uh, so anytime y'all have an opportunity to talk about caring services with somebody in your community, please, please talk about it. Bring some awareness to it. Uh, we got a lot of great people at Elderton Dodge that are working, that came from caring services, and they're now working and they're productive. They're paying taxes. They're going home to their families. They're helping other people out, and it's it's amazing. It's all because yeah. that place was there. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Elderton Dodge uh, podcast. Trust in the drive. Y'all have a great week. Thanks for having me.